So I think, I think we have a serious problem, Cheryl. Yeah. Either we're going to have to have less dancers or less chairs. <laughs> All right, so how many people were dancing? I'm asking the, our online viewers, they'll know. Judy, how many people were dancing? I counted almost 30. But I couldn't see everybody. So see, you can come here, you dance, you lose weight, you save souls. So as many of you know, Judy and I went to a, a conference this past week, and it was with the union. It's the uh, UMJC, Union of Messianic Congregations and, uh, and Synagogues, and had a really great time, uh, very uh, uplifting, and, you know, you learn a lot from different people. In fact, we're going to have a very special thing. You know, we have our first responders who take care of security. Well, one of the rabbis who actually lives in Texas is his uh, part-time job, he's actually a police officer. Uh, and he's a commander, and he's actually going to come and do some training with our um, first responders. And it was really neat to hear what he was saying and how he was doing things, and they uh, taught us a lot. But you know, as rabbis talk, we, we, have, to, you know, we, we have to talk about y'all. And I learned something. We're not the only congregation that has people that come in late and you know who you are. But one of the rabbis came up with a great idea and we're going to put it into place. So from now on, if you're not in the building at 11.15 when the service begins, you're going to be charged $50 to get in. We're, we're going to have your credit card already on file. You don't even have to do anything. And every minute you're late, you have to stay extra in the seat. When everyone goes down to eat, you have to sit, and you have to be at the back of the line. So that's our new rule. It's pay twice. It's the holiday, you have to pay double, right? Is everyone okay with that? All in favor, say aye. Guess what? Y'all don't have a choice. Right? But now, what will that do in the future? What will you not be? Late, right? Because you don't want to pay the fifth. Oh, by the way, that goes to the rabbi's fund. That's my slush fund. I can do whatever I want with it. I can buy a big screen TV for the Super Bowl, right? Boots. There you go, boots. Woman after my own heart. <laughs> right? But why are laws put into place? Is it for us to break them or not to break them? Not to break them, right? And when you read this week's Torah portion, boy, there's a lot of rules, aren't there? Man, if you mess with someone's ox, we're in trouble. That's all I have to say. Do not mess with an ox, right? But what was the whole purpose of those laws? Wasn't that we're to break them, but we're to do what? Abide by them, right? It's to set us apart from the rest of the world. 
Because the rest of the world doesn't do such nice things, does it? The rest of the world thinks it's okay to, to steal and to lie and to do things like that. But God wants us to be different. He wants us to be set apart. You know, the, the, the body of, of the believers today, the, the church, says, oh, we don't mention the law because, man, it just causes trouble. How many of you drove here to, to synagogue today, right? How many of you were late driving here, <coughs> Karash? Right? How many of you sped, went over the speed, one mile over? Who went one mile over, being late or not? Be honest. You all just broke the law. Go, you should go to the courts and pay the fine, right? So we got to be careful when we say, why are the laws there? They're there to protect us, right? Yeshua himself said, I have not come to abolish the Torah, the prophets, but to bring them to fulfillment, to bring them to perfection is the better Hebrew translation of that word. And what we see here is God wanting us to stand out. See, we're, people should know that you're a believer in Messiah, not by wearing a big Star of David or a big cross or a shirt that says Jesus loves you, right? What are you, just by your walk. By your walk, you're supposed to be set apart. So if we look like the world, how would that set us apart? We have to obey His Word. His commandments aren't so bad, are they? Do you think it's okay? You know, can you could you imagine if I came here and stole all your wallets? You'd be upset, wouldn't you? You'd be like, Rabbi, give me my money back, right? I'm like, what are you, your money? It's my money now. Possession is 90% of the law, right? But so what's so wrong? What's so hard about the commandments? Is it hard to honor thy mother and father? As a teenager, yes. But I promise you teenagers right now, I know you think you know it all, and you probably do, because you have the internet, right? But after you graduate high school and college and have to get a real life, you will realize that us parents were right on. My daughter has a plaque in her room and says, sometimes I open my mouth and my mother comes out. <laughs> we have to understand the wisdom from our parents, right? And I know some of y'all didn't have the best parents in the world, but your Heavenly Father is the best of them all, isn't it? And he can teach us what to do. Because let's face it, growing up, we, we weren't the best of people, were we? You know, we, we did things that we weren't proud of. But you know what? God forgives, doesn't he? But more important, not only does he forgive us, he forgets. That's something we as humans need to realize. That once somebody has done something, they do something wrong, but they ask for forgiveness... Not only are we to forgive them, but we're to act as if it never happened. And you know what? People have a hard time with that. And you know who has the hardest time with that? The person who committed the sin. Because even if you forgive them and forget them, 
they forget that and they still remember. But God wants us not to sin, right? He wants us to follow him. We're not going to be perfect. No, none of us are. But when we obey him, we don't have to worry about what the penalties are, right? If you're not going to steal from your neighbor, then you don't have to worry that the, what the punishment is. Because you're not going to do it. And why do we make punishment so hard? So you won't do it, right? Let's face it, our society today has gotten lax. I was just reading an article. There's some comedian, I don't know who the comedian is. I can't even tell you his name. But he admits he's been doing drugs for so long. Matter of fact, his nose is deformed. Who, do you all know the comedian I'm talking about? And he just went back to rehab again because you know, he was found with drugs. And most likely he's going to jail. But here's the thing. He could have gone to jail the first time, but our judges are too lenient. Right? They just say, oh, well, if, especially if you're, a, if you're a celebrity, man, you guys get away with murder. Some literally, right? You're thinking about those people right now. But is that how it's supposed to be? Because if we look at our laws, if our laws are done in such a way that the penalty... It's something you don't want to do. It's not worth the risk, right? And that's really what we see here in the commandments today. You know, we have the commandments to show us that we're going to be falling short of God's glory. But we also have the commandments to show the world that He is God. And if we obey those simple words, life is pretty good, right? It's okay to honor the parents, right? How about your spouse? Don't they deserve for you to be faithful? Right? Thou shalt not lie. Can anyone have a problem with that? If you raise your hand saying you don't have a problem with it, you're lying, right? Don't you hate it when someone lies to you? Man, it drives you crazy. I, it, I had a situation the other day. And someone blatantly lied. And I, found, I sent to the person that the situation was, I sent them the email to show them what they had said. Drives me crazy. Don't lie. But when we do these things, here's the thing. Well, who are we supposed to follow? Yeshua, right? What commandment did he break? Zero. Right? He never stole. He honored his mother. He honored his father. Remember the situation. I love the situation. <clears throat> First miracle that's mentioned in the Gospels is what? Water to wine. I know we have some Baptists here. It's okay. Just bear with me a minute. I love that the first thing that he does, the first miracle that has to take place what, is he, what happens? His mother, they go to a big party, right? A wedding. And you have to understand, in Jewish weddings, they're allowed to drink. You're not supposed to get drunk. That's the key thing, right? And these parties go on for days. So what do the people do? If you want to show you that you're, hey, a big muckety-muck, you bring out the good wine first. People start drinking it. Do you know what happens when you start drinking? 
you lose your taste bud. Your taste buds aren't as sensitive, right? So after, you know, the good stuff gets going, then they pull that back and they bring out the Mogan David. <laughs> the cheap, cheap stuff, right? And people are still drinking it. Matter of fact, this group drank so much they drank it all. And what does Yeshua's mother say? Son, go take care of this. And what should have his response been to her? Woman? Right? It's not my time. Period. That's not what he did, did he? He told, reminded her that it wasn't her time yet, but what did he do? He did it anyway. Why? Because he was honoring his mother. And not only when, when he does it, he doesn't make more... Mogan David, doesn't he? <laughs> he could have kind of snuck it in and no one would have known. Baptists, don't listen to this next part because you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> right? What happens next? He brings it out and the one, there's a person there, the master of ceremony, who's a wine connoisseur. Now, I have a question for you. If you know something, right? Let's say you're a wine kind of something. You, can t you know the different taste, what it's from. If I put a glass of grape juice in front of you and a glass of wine, would you be able to tell the difference? Yeah. Just making sure, right? That's all I have to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> not as we said the goods. That's why I brought out the good stuff. It's not Manischewitz, right? <laughs> she does have a valid point there. If you taste Manischewitz, it does taste like grape juice. Right? But then what happens? He says, why did you wait to the end to bring out the best? To show the people that when God does something, he's going to do it what? Top notch. So the first miracle that we even see take place is to honor the commandments. So why do we think keeping the commandments is so tough? Do we really have to break them? Do we have to really bother someone's oxen? Do we have to not do these things? But it's to show the world that he is God. Why did he make that water into the best wine they had? To show the people that he is God. Why did he take us out of the land of Egypt and bring us to the promised land? To show the world he is God. That's the reason why we're to keep the commandments. That's why Yeshua tells us to obey them. He reminds us that I haven't come to abolish, but to bring to their fullness. And those who keep my commandments. He actually says that very next verse. Can you pull up Matthew 5, 17 through 19? I don't need this, but y'all might. I have this scripture memorized because it's such, an, it's such a misunderstood word. See, I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. Next verse. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. 
See, when you read that next line, saying that the Torah is done away with and we can do whatever we want, doesn't make sense, right? As we said last week, Andy Stanley needs to see this. There's people out there that are teaching that we don't need the commandments anymore. But Yeshua himself said, for truly I tell you, what ha when you see that, what does that mean? First of all, when has God ever lied to you? Never, right? What he's saying is, this is a warning sign. What comes next will definitely happen. So he says, until heaven and earth disappear, are heaven and earth still around? How do we know that? We have guys in outer space looking down at us, right? We're still here, right? Not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, by any means disappear from what? The law until everything is accomplished. So he's making it very clear to us. Our Messiah, these are his words. Not only are they his words, he is the word, right? He's the living word. In the beginning was what? The Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who was there in the beginning with God? Yeshua. In the beginning was Yeshua. Yeshua was with God, and Yeshua what? Was God. You could interact those same words together. Nothing changes here. goes on to say, Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches others accordingly, will what? Be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Now I want to look at that real close. Therefore, anyone who what? Sets aside one of the least of these commandments. What commandments? Oh, no, no, no. These are the New Testament commandments. There's only two, right? Love that my, you know, love the Lord your God, and right? There's only two, right? No, there's more. That, maybe he mentions more, but here's the problem when you think that way. Was he in his messiahship when he said these words? Technically, no. Why? He hadn't died and risen again, right? So there was no renewed covenant. There was only the word, which he was, which he was living, right? Which he was in the flesh. So therefore, he's talking about the commandments, right? So none of the least of them will be taken away, right? Until heaven and earth, whoever what? practices and teaches these commandments will be called what? In the kingdom of heaven. So by keeping the commandments, what do you get? You get greatness. How many people want greatness? How many people when you get to heaven want that big 80-inch screen TV <laughs> that you can watch the Super Bowl on and the saints will still not be in it? We won't go there. Not going there. Just release it, right? But why will you have that great that or do you want a little black and white TV that flips and has those little antennas? Little kids don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, they used to be black and white. Watch Gilligan's Island the first season before they remastered it. That's what we had, right? Rabbit ear intended that you had to put tinfoil on and hold it on one foot, right? See? Oh, and kids, back then, we didn't have remotes. 
You know what our remote control was? The youngest kid in the, right? That's why parents really had you, so you could go and change the channel. And we didn't have all these channels you have today. We had 2, 5, 11, 8, 17, 36, and 46. That was it. And we were happy. We enjoyed it, right? You guys have it easy today. But it's okay. We still love you, right? So why do we, do the, why do we keep the commandments? So we can get treasures in heaven. What a great idea. I want that. When I go to heaven, I'm going to be telling you, I hate waiting in line. It's a stickler for me, right? I understand Peter's got to check in everybody, make sure no one tries to sneak in. I get it. He's got a tough job. But I like the Disney Fast Pass. Right, man? We, when we go to Disney, we have a down pad. Okay, we can go to this ride, and then we go over here, right? I want to, when he sees me in line, I want him to come. Rabbi Scott, no, 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 you're over in the wrong line. Get over here. You got those treasures. Come on. Right? That's what I want. And what is, let's look at the next verse. Listen to what it says. For I tell you, what's that mean? Those are key words there. This is going to happen. That unless, uh, do we miss a verse? Do we go to seven? I think you skipped one. Go back to 19. There we go. Therefore, hold on, read it. There should be an X first, now 20. What am I missing here? Did I do it? Sam, go so into the message, I, I lost it. No, then they go up to 17, because it talks about them not keep, what happens when you don't keep the commandments? Boss, the Torah, the prophets. I tell you the truth, unless heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen, that's what we did. I'm missing something here, and I know it's here. Go to 19. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commandments and teaches the kingdom of heaven, whoever practices and teaches will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. So this must be TLV, right? Is this t what version is this? Cannot hear you. That's the problem. Okay. So let's see here. What's verse tw 20 then? For I tell you the truth, unless the righteous exceed that of the Pharisees and the Torah scholars, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Something's not right here. I don't know what version you pulled up. That's the Tree of Life Bible? Okay, we need to pull up the NIV. It says it a little better. That happens. That's when you have too many translations. We should only have one Bible verse, right? You don't have it? Okay, so it goes on to say, and those who do not keep the commandments and doesn't teach others to do so will be considered what? Least in the kingdom of heaven. Where is that? 19. Go back to 19. I must be misread. I am dyslexic, so it's okay. But whoever keeps these 
and teaches them this one shall be, where does it say it? There it is. Okay, I'm sorry. My dyslexia jumped in and I was skipping a line. All right, let's re rewind. Therefore, whoever breaks the least, whoever breaks one of these commandments and of these commandments and teaches others the same shall be called what? Least in the kingdom of heaven. I knew that was there, right? So do you want to be great or least? Great. Great. How do you become great in the kingdom of heaven? Keep the commandments. Which commandments? All of them. All of them, right? Are, how many commandments are in the Old Testament? 613. Do you know how many commandments are in the New Testament? Please do not say two. 1,064. When it says pray without ceasing, that's a commandment, right? So we understand that the, the commandments are there to what? Give us blessings. Wait, do you mean there's a blessing that I don't eat ham? Yes. Means you'll live longer most likely, right? Isn't it amazing that everything that God tells us not to do, science proves that God's right? Have you ever thought about that? Why circumcision on the eighth day? And it wasn't until the 1960s that science figured it out. What is it? On the eighth day, the B12 in the body, which is what makes blood clots, is at its highest point. God's a genius, isn't he? He already knew this thousands of years before that. So what we see here is that the commandments aren't there as a negative, but as a positive. And when we keep his commandments and we teach others to do so, will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. Here's the key thing. By keeping the commandments, does that get you into heaven? No. See, you could keep every commandment and die, and where are you going to go? Hell, right? Why? Because the only way to get into heaven is through Yeshua. It's our faith in Him. Because you know what? We are going to sin and we are going to fall short of the glory. And our blood can't atone for our sins, but His can. And His did. And that's what makes it so special. Is that God loved us so much that He gave us His only Son. He came down in the form of a man so that we could understand, so He can experience what we experience. God knows how it is what you're going through. Some of you don't think that. You're going through a hard time right now. You're going through times of pain and suffering. And you're saying, Lord, why are you doing this to me? You don't understand. And the truth is, he's lifting you up and walking you through it while you're going through it. He does understand. Because he came and he died and he suffered for our sins. He could have gotten off that cross himself. He was God in the flesh, right? If he could make water out of wine, or wine out of water, whichever way you want to look at it, right? Could he not get himself off that cross? But he looked up to his heavenly Father and said what? Let your will, not my will, be done. His point was very clear. 
We need to let God do what God does so that we can show the rest of the world He is God. Because when His Son died on that cross and rose three days later, it changed the world as we know it. Remember in the 1990s when Rabbi Snearson died and many proclaimed in the Jewish community that he was Messiah? They said, don't bury him because in three days he's coming back. We're still waiting, aren't we? He didn't change the world. Yeshua did because he did come back. And he's now sitting at the right hand of God waiting for God to pick up that shofar and to blast it and he's going to come riding down on a horse. He's going to be wearing his talit and his seat seat's going to be on his leg. And he's going to come back and proclaim the glory of God. So the answer is really simple. Can you give up ham? That's really, you know, it boils down to a lot of people. Most people that you talk to that start coming to a Messianic congregation from other denominations, they don't have a problem with worshiping on Saturday instead of Sunday. It's biblical, right? They don't have a problem with coming and doing dance, right? They don't have any problems with that. You know what the biggest problem is? Ham. I kid you not. It's giving up ham. And some of y'all laughing because you know it was you. <laughs> right? That was, a big, that was a big hang up. There's turkey bacon now. There's beef bacon. There's substitutes, right? But what was that one, you know, we can honor, the, they don't have a problem honoring the parents, doing all that. But man, don't mess with my, you know, my McMuffin in the morning. And again, why do we keep the commandments? For those treasures in heaven. When I get there, I want a big screen TV. I'm going to let people come and watch the Super Bowl with me. But man, once that Super Bowl starts, I'm locking the door for those late ones. Because I guarantee you there's going to be people late in heaven too. They just, old habits are hard to break, right? But we have to understand that God made these so that we can be set apart. So the world can look at us and say, I want what you have. And the greatest answer is, I have Yeshua in my heart. That's what makes us different. Think about it. When the scripture tells us that he's going to make a new covenant with the house of who? The Presbyterians and the house of the church of God, right? Doesn't it say that? No, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the covenant I made with their forefathers. Although I was what? A groom to them. He treated us so well, right? But 
we disobeyed his commandments. He said, I'm going to make a new covenant with you. I'm going to renew my covenant. Did, did the covenant of Noah, does it still exist today? Yes. So God is not going to, because he came with another covenant, he's not going to destroy the old one, right? Because yes. he renews his word and his promise. So I'm going to renew the covenant I made with your forefathers. And I'm going to take the Torah and I'm going to put it on your brain. That's what we think, right? God knows us better. See, if he just put it in our brain, we wouldn't get it, would we? He said, I'm going to put it in your heart. Why is the heart so important? Because without it, we're dead, right? A person, can, their brain can go, but their body will still live, right? Because that heart is pumping. He says, I'm going to take the Torah, I'm going to put it on your heart. And then when you accept my son Yeshua as your Messiah, as your Savior, as the one who atoned for your sins, just like that prayer, right? It's very personal. So I'm going to put the Spirit where? On your heart. To guide you. That's why it's there. The Torah is still in existence today. A matter of fact, our country was founded on it. Do you know that when you go to the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and I've been there, I've watched my brother, in front of you, on top, is Moses and the Ten Commandments. Because that's what our laws were based on. That's what this nation was founded on. And we see the importance of it today. If you go to Iraq or Iran, you're not going to see the Ten Commandments there, are you? And if you're a woman, forget about it. You have no rights. Aren't you glad... We have the laws now. Because as a woman in those countries, you're treated worse than a slave. You can be bought and sold. But see, God gave us rights. And our nation was founded on that. That's what makes us so special. Obey the commandments. And teach others to do so. And have faith in Messiah. That's the key to God's plan. So these commandments aren't so bad after all, are they? So let's think about keeping more and sinning less. Amen? Want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. I want to ask those who are watching online, maybe live stream or archived, and those here in the congregation. If you've never accepted Yeshua into your heart, and you're ready to today, all you need to do is say a simple prayer. That's all it takes. But Rabbi, I'm a sinner. It's okay. I was too, and I am still. 
But God forgives us. He creates a new creature in us. If you're watching right now and you, want, you can contact us on the information you see on the screen and wherever you are around the world, we will pray with you that prayer of salvation. We will contact you. But if you're here in the congregation right now with every eye closed and every head bowed and you're ready to say yes to him, to let him into your heart so he will guide you, all you need to do is raise your hand and say a simple prayer. Is there anyone? Anyone at all? Then, Abba Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, let us continue to remember the promise that you made to us for us to obey your commandments. And, Lord, most importantly, for us to teach others to do so so that we may, that we may receive the blessings in heaven through your Son, Yeshua. Lord, we thank you for sending him, for experiencing what we experience. And Lord, most importantly, for through his blood wiping away our sins. Lord, we ask this in your son Yeshua's precious name. Everyone said, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand, amen. Amen.